All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation Welcome in, Hoop Ballers, to another Thursday night box score breakdown. As always, it's your host, David Bracey, here with my main man, Chris. Chris, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing all right. It's exciting day, trade deadline day, man. It was madness. That's right. It's the, it's the most wonderful time of the year, and it's definitely the craziest year. Um, over in the NBA side, and definitely all of us over here at Hootball were very, very busy. Um, speaking of, I know that a lot of us participated. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to, but a lot of us participated in the uh, four-hour live show uh, that we had going on today, breaking down and encapsulating the entire, um, you know, finish up here to the uh, to the to the uh, the finish line here of the box score breakdown um, with the trade deadline. So, Chris, kind of talk to me a little bit about. Um, 
how the live show went today. I'm sure there was a lot of thoughts, a lot of a lot of reactions because uh, there was a lot of moves here today. Oh yeah, and they they come in in bunches. So I think I I, I was on for half an hour from like 9:30 to 10. So it was early on, and we were not much has gone through. So we were still kind of recapping that big 12 man trade we had on Tuesday with Capella and Covington. And um, we're just kind of looking down to see what what else might may come. And I think uh, the hour after that was also kind of slow. And then, wham! All the all the trades, big trades, starts to come through. And like, I think, and the Drummond one got uh, hit right in the middle of like just when no everyone thinks like nothing else is going down and all of a sudden Drummond got traded for nothing. <laughs> I, it was a lot of fun to follow follow up on the trade line trade deadline. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of a lot of movement here today. Um, so I guess really quickly we can just kind of run through it. Um, and definitely for a more in depth look at all of the moves made today um yesterday and just you know bringing us in here through and uh through and beyond the trade deadline definitely take a look at our live show um that's available for you on youtube if you got four hours to burn that's definitely a great way to burn those four hours and learn a whole lot about the league and if you know your time is a little bit more condensed we also have a condensed version for you the nba trade deadline clip show is also available for you through our um, <clears throat> page on your Apple Podcast app, Fantasy NBA Today, Fantasy Basketball. So definitely give that a peek, give that a download, take a listen, and you'll definitely love everything that you have to hear. So really quickly going through the the notables of today, the Pistons traded Andre Drummond to the Cavaliers. Um, Drummond was traded for Brandon Knight and John Henson, as well as a 2023 second-round pick. Um, from a fantasy perspective, on my end, I'm very, very confused by what the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to do with the absolute logjam of a front court that they have now between Andre Drummond, Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, and Larry Nance Jr. Uh, I would definitely say of those four, Larry Nance Jr. is probably going to be the one who takes the biggest hit. Uh, it remains to be seen what's going to happen with Tristan Thompson as far as the quote-unquote buyout market goes. The Cleveland Cavaliers have said that they do not plan on buying out Tristan Thompson, but Teams have said things before and then done the exact opposite. So we'll wait and see with that. Um, but definitely a situation to monitor as far as all of that goes. Marcus Morris was also dealt to the Clippers today. Um, and that deal, Marcus Morris and Isaiah Thomas went to the Clippers. Um, the Wizards got Jerome Robinson and the Knicks got Mo Harkless as well as the 2020 first round pick. As far as that goes for fantasy outlook, Marcus Morris is definitely going to be benefiting the Clippers and their um, championship outlook, but as far as immediate fantasy impact, Morris is going to take a pretty big hit here. You're not going to see all the ISO play and high volume scoring on a regular basis that you were seeing in New York, of course, because between him, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George, he is clearly the third fiddle, uh, but definitely still a good acquisition for the Clippers here today. Mo Harkless, I don't really project to have too much value going over to the Knicks. Um, I would think that he's going to cede playing time to guys like Kevin Knox anyways. Um, and then Isaiah Thomas, as soon as he was acquired by the Clippers, he was immediately waived. So it remains to be seen if he will be picked up by another team or if he will just kind of float around in uh, NBA ambiguity, um, which is unfortunate. And then the other one really of note today, probably the the one most of note, uh, D'Angelo Russell was dealt to the Minnesota Timberwolves. 
The Minnesota Timberwolves acquired D'Angelo Russell for Andrew Wiggins, as well as a 2021 protected first round pick and a 2021 second round pick. The Warriors also sent Jacob Evans and Omari Spellman to Minnesota. Their 2021 pick is protected to number three and becomes unprotected in 2022. From a fantasy outlook, definitely um, Wiggins is obviously going to be a big winner here. He is going to be, I mean, just pretty much have free reign of the offense in Golden State until Steph Curry comes back, which it remains to be seen how much he does play and when he does come back. Um, So definitely a big win for Wiggins here. I think that it definitely impacts the outlook of Damian Lee, but I would still prefer him over a guy like Eric Paschal. Um, just because I think that at the, at the guard position, they're going to need playmaking. Um, Andrew Wiggins can definitely do that, but they're also going to need some perimeter scoring. Damian Lee can contribute in that way, where Andrew Wiggins has still not really developed that aspect of his career. I'm sorry, of his game and his career to this point. Um, and then, of course, on the Minnesota side, D'Angelo Russell is going to be a big winner here. He gets to play with a guy who he's been issued to play with and vice versa for Carl Anthony Towns. The Minnesota Timberwolves are winners here because they are able to appease their superstar and keep him in place, uh, which was very, very important considering this is the first year of his five-year contract that he is on. As far as all the other acquisitions Minnesota has acquired, it remains to be seen how all of that kind of plays out. Um, they got Juancho Hernan Gomez over there. They got Malik Beasley. Uh, they got rid of Napier. So we're going to see how everything kind of shakes out. We're going to see where uh, the chips fall as they lie, uh, but definitely um, – a big winner from that from that mess, if you will, is going to be Andrew Wiggins. Chris, what are your what are your thoughts on those on those big three trades? I guess um, from today, Morris to the Clippers, Drummond to the or Drummond to the Cavs, and then Russell to the uh, Wolves and Wiggins to the Warriors. Yeah, so the Drummond to Cleveland one uh, is just like he said. Um, I'm afraid. Larry Nance Jr., who has just seemed to have turned the corner, is going to take a big hit. Now, with that said, we don't know what, um, like, it uh, all rests on whether or not Tristan Thompson gets by, bought out. If he does, then um, I think he can, uh, Larry Nance Jr., can still get enough time to, contrib- to contribute. But, like, we're, even he, he's shown that he could produce enough to be like a top hundred player in even just like 20 plus minutes. So even coming off the bench, he should provide some back end 12 team value, but it's not going to be like the top 70, top 80 player we've been seeing in the past couple of weeks. So he's definitely going to take a hit there. Drummond, he he's been a beast anywhere he goes, so not much worry there. Um, on the um, on the Golden State and Minnesota trade, um, I think um, another key one, key winner that uh, you you didn't mention is Marquise Chris because they cleared out so much room, and it basically opens up the runway for Damian Lee and Marquise Chris like. Pascal is there, but he's he he's the he's your power forward type. But Amari Spellman got sent out along with D'Angelo Orso. So Marquise Chris has that center position, and that center position is now his to lose. And he's been playing well since re-signing with the Golden State Warriors, and he is what I think would be a must-add right now. Oh, and on the Drummond trade, obviously. Christian Wood 
who remains in Detroit, that's a must-add guy right now. So if you Absolutely. haven't added him, if you haven't added him, or if you someone in your league grow impatient and drop them, rush out and get him. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I think um, I think you pretty much covered it. Yeah, oh, I absolutely um, agree to your point. Oh, go ahead. Uh, so the fact that um, Minnesota basically revamped their entire roster with all these moves that they've been pulling, and Napier going out uh, gives D'Angelo Russell the runway. And initially, after the Tuesday trade, everyone was kind of hyped up on Malik Beasley. I think he would still have some value, but D'Angelo Russell coming back in this trade kind of damps that a little bit. So just keep an eye out on that. And also another question mark on the Minnesota side was the powerful slot, which we were looking at, uh, maybe Juancho Hernan Gomez might produce a little bit here, but um, they sent out they they sent out uh, Gorgie Jen and brought back James Johnson, who I think could be could get the starting gig there. So um, James Johnson is a sneaky like triple one contributor. So uh, if you're desperate and in deeper leagues, definitely keep an eye out on these guys as well. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I like your point about James Johnson having some sneaky value if he gets some playing time. Um, so that's definitely a situation to monitor. But definitely to your to your strongest point, Christian Wood. I mean, if he is in, if he is available anywhere somehow, you, I mean, you cannot add him quick enough because, as you said, I mean, he has he's going to get all the runway he can. Um, I think it's very possible that Dwayne Casey does very Dwayne Casey things, such as continuing to start Thon Maker. Um, but I think regardless of starting or not, Christian Wood is going to be um, an absolute, uh, an absolute, um, you know, steal going forward. So congratulations to everybody who stashed him, um, who's been listening for weeks and months at this point. Um, congratulations. Your hard work paid off. Um, and for the people who are in less competitive leagues who are just tuning in now, um, this is why you listen to shows like this, because it's going to it's going to end up helping you win your league. Um so speaking of leagues, we're going to go right into the league action we had from tonight. Uh, five games, um, medium-sized slate tonight. First slate, we had Orlando losing to the New York Knicks, 103-105. to 105. On the Magic side of the ball, Kim Birch in 12 minutes had two points, four rebounds, a turnover, no steals, no blocks, and no assists. Aaron Gordon in 34 minutes had 16 points on 7-14 shooting, contributing two three-pointers, four rebounds, five assists, a steal, no blocks, and only one turnover. Evan Fournier in 32 minutes at 16 points on three of seven shooting, contributing two threes and going eight of nine from the free throw line. Also adding three rebounds, one steal, and three turnovers with no blocks and no assists. Markel Fultz at the point guard position in 29 minutes had 16 points on six of nine shooting, went perfect four of four from the free throw line, adding four rebounds, six assists. No steals, no blocks, and five turnovers. And then the man in the middle, Vooch, Nikola Vucevic, in 33 minutes had 25 points on 9 of 13 shooting. Gave you three three-pointers, also adding eight rebounds, three assists, three blocks, a steal, and four turnovers. So a really strong line from Vucevic tonight. 
Off of the bench, Terrence Ross in 32 minutes had 10 points on 3 of 13 shooting. Really struggled with his shot tonight. Only adding one three-pointer, six rebounds, two assists, a steal, two blocks, surprisingly, and two turnovers. So you like the defensive stats from Terrence Ross tonight, even though he didn't really contribute in the uh, three-point categories, which you've uh, come to expect from him. And then Michael Carter-Williams, the only other person getting 20 minutes off of the bench. And in those 25 minutes, he scored seven points on three of nine shooting. Also struggled with his shot, adding two rebounds, four assists, three steals, and a block. So both of the guards off of the bench bringing you the defensive stats tonight, but otherwise not really contributing too much. Um, pretty much all of the value here is going to be concentrated to the starting lineup between Aaron Gordon, Vucevic, Fournier, and Fultz. Um, Kim Birch is a, a pretty fringy guy, in my opinion, and probably doesn't really merit very high ownership. Um, Chris, any thoughts from you on the Orlando Magic? No, I think, um, yeah, off night from Terrence Ross, who's their sixth man, if he had shot a little bit better, they probably would have won, won this game, given how how close the game was. So, yeah, um, I think uh, it's, this is what kind of what we expect from Orlando anyways. Now, moving on to the New York side, now that they don't have Marcus Morris anymore, Julius Randle was leading all scoring with 22 points on very efficient 10 of 16 shooting. So he was doing his thing. And he also brought down eight rebounds, had four assists, and also had a contributed a steal and a block on the defensive side, which is which we, we would love to see that on a nightly basis. And at the point guard, we have Alfred Payton, who almost, almost had a triple-double with steals. He had 15 points, four rebounds, nine assists, and seven steals. So can't beat that. So that's one hell of a line, especially on the defensive side. The other starters... Touch Gibson, starting at center, actually got close to 30 minutes tonight. Had 19 points on 9 of 13 shooting. Also pulled down five rebounds and had a block. Reggie Bullock played 30 minutes, had 12 points on 5 of 13 shooting. Didn't hit a three, but had three rebounds, three assists, and a steal. Frank Nelikina also got a start, but played only 13 minutes. Had two points on 1 of 3 shooting with a single rebound and one assist. Coming off the bench, we have Mitchell Robinson who played 18 and a half minutes at six points, four rebounds, a steal, and a block. I really would love to see Mitch Rob play more. I think Gibson was running hot tonight. That's why he got so many minutes. This is way more than he typically gets. So hopefully it comes back to normal and at least we get Mitch Rob over that 20-minute mark. RJ Barrett also played 18 minutes, had 12 points on three of six shooting with one three-pointer, three rebounds, three assists, no defensive stats. Wayne Allenton got hot off the bench, had 12 points all coming from downtown, four of six from downtown, and added one rebound and nothing else. The rest of the New York bench... There's really not much to see 
Bobby Porter's played almost 18 minutes, but was only was only one of eight from the field, had four points and three rebounds plus an assist, and that's about it. Anything else you see here from the New York side, David? No, I think you pretty much covered it. Um, the only thing I would add to, I think that Alfred Payton here, uh, I mean, definitely, I mean, huge defensive line from him tonight. I mean, seven steals, that is that is insane. Um, that's absolute insanity. But I definitely think that he is a winner um, from the trade deadline here, uh, a sneaky winner, simply from the fact that he didn't get shipped out. Um, I know there was some conversation that possibly he could be moved as we approach the trade deadline. And then losing Marcus Morris from the starting lineup as another primary ball handler, uh, primary playmaker, I think it's really going to benefit Peyton. So um, maybe going to maybe see the assists, um, kind of see a little bit more of a, uh, a variance, I guess you could say, with the lack of uh, the lack of true scoring around him on this team. But you definitely can expect to continue to see high assist numbers um, and he'll continue to be a nightly double double if not triple double threat in my opinion so a sneaky guy um, who definitely I think merits ownership in, in 12 team leagues all right as we head into our second game here we had the New Orleans Pelicans beating the Chicago Bulls 125 to 119 Brandon Ingram in 21 minutes had 15 points on 5 of 10 shooting adding two threes, three rebounds, five assists, two steals, and a turnover. Zion Williams, Zion Williamson in 25 minutes had 21 points on 9 of 11 shooting. I mean, the guy's an absolute monster. With three or five from the free throw line, adding four rebounds, an assist, a block, two steals, and five turnovers. So limited minutes still equals juicy stat lines from Zion. Um, he's a monster. Derek Favors in 19 minutes had eight points on four or five shooting. Also adding 15 rebounds, an assist, a block, no steals, and a turnover. So a nice uh, nice bounce back line from Derek Favors, especially on the rebounding side. Uh, 12 of those rebounds were defensive, so you definitely like to see that. Drew Holiday in 22 minutes had nine points on four of 11 shooting. Really struggling with his shot as of late. Adding three rebounds, five assists, two blocks, no steals, and only one turnover tonight from Drew. And then Lonzo rounding out the starting lineup, 32 minutes, nine points on three or five shooting, adding three three-pointers, three rebounds, 10 assists, three steals, a block, and three turnovers. So Zoe's been playing really strong as of late. Um, and I really like his uh, I really like his potential and outlook going forward on this Pelicans team. Off of the bench, Josh Hart in 26 minutes had 12 points on four or seven shooting, adding three three-pointers, seven rebounds, six assists, two steals. No blocks and two turnovers. JJ Redick in 22 minutes had 18 points on seven to 14 shooting, adding three three pointers, a rebound, five assists, no defensive stats, and two turnovers. Nicolo Melli in 22 minutes had 12 points on five of eight shooting, adding two three pointers, three rebounds, three assists, two steals, no blocks, and no turnovers. And Nitwan Moore in 19 minutes had eight points on three of eight shooting, adding two three pointers, no rebounds. No assists, no defensive stats, and one turnover. Um, off of the bench, the other guy's really not too notable there. Josh Hart is another guy who I think has some sneaky value. Um, definitely merits ro- uh, merits rostering in a 12-team league. Um, and I think, truthfully, depending on the, in, on your 10-team league setting, um, he could be uh, a benefit to your team. Consistently getting you defensive stats um, and sneakily contributing across the board. So I definitely like Josh Hart. And as I said, in the starting lineup, 
Lonzo's really been rolling as of late. Um, I guess you could say that you have a small buy low window opportunity on Drew Holiday as he's been struggling with his shot, but he's been bringing the defensive stats. So I definitely like to see that. Derek Favors is a guy who I think you can continue to roll with, um, even though his production is going to probably continue to be pretty volatile. Zion, as I said, per minute monster. And then B.I., I mean, at this point, we know what he does. He's been rolling all season long, and I look for that to continue even with Zion in and out of the lineup. Um, any thoughts from you, Chris, about the New Orleans Pelicans? Um, I think you pretty much covered it. Um, just like you said, uh, definitely keep an eye on Josh Hart, or if you have a if you have an end of bench spot, definitely take a flyer on him. He looks to be a staple in their rotation as a very good rebounding guard and will contribute with will contribute right across the board for you. So definitely keep an eye out and. Go scour your wire for Derek Favors because um, I've seen him dropped in a couple of my leagues with that um, game he had, their last game. I think he had zero points and five rebounds. And a lot of people were saying, oh, Zion's, Zion's going to play ramping up and he's going to play more minutes and like Derek Favors is done. So if he's out there on the wire, and if you need big man stats, definitely go have a look. And if he's available, go grab him. Now, moving on to the Chicago side, as we all know by now, it's the Zach Levine show. And it's no different tonight. He leads all scoring with 22 points on 8 of 19 shooting with one three-pointers, three rebounds, three assists, a steal, and a block. So contribution right across the board. Though the shooting is a little inefficient, but we'll take that. And Chandler Hutchinson continues his hot streak. Play 31 minutes. I believe this is the first time he's top 30 minutes for Chicago, but he's starting for them now. So he's he's gonna be he, he's gonna go on a run. He has 16 points on six of 14 shooting. Had eight rebounds, one assist, two steals. Thaddeus Young had 11 points on five of, five of 10 shooting. Had one three-pointer, six rebounds, one assist, and three steals. This is what we have Thaddeus Young for, is for those gaudy steal numbers. Luke Cornett started as center but played only 17 minutes. Hit one three-pointers for three points. Two, one rebound and two assists. Thomas Sadoransky had nine points on four of ten shooting, one three-pointer, three rebounds, two assists, and one steal. Coming off the bench, we have Kobe White, who played 31 minutes, had 14 points on five of 15 shooting, two three-pointers, six rebounds, and nine assists. Cristiano Felicio played 28 minutes, but only had five points and six rebounds, plus one assist and a steal to show for it. Ryan Archidacano had 13 points on five of six shooting, had three three-pointers, four rebounds, four assists, two steals. And Shaq Harrison, in his 18 minutes of play, had 11 points on five of eight shooting, one three-pointer, three rebounds, two assists, one steal. And finally, this guy, Adam Mokoka. I have no idea where he comes from, 
but he was hot tonight. Had 15 points, did not miss a shot from the field. So six of six from the field, three of them from downtown, but nothing else outside of the scoring. But given the fact he only played five minutes, we'll give him, give him that. So um, I think this box score is a bit skewed as the game is a blowout. It may not seem like that looking at the final score, but Chicago came outscored New Orleans 38 to 22 in the fourth quarter. New Orleans left their feet off the pedal and um, Chicago's bench was just out there playing their butts off. So, yeah, um, this is probably why you see all these double digits scoring coming off the bench for Chicago. That's probably few and far in between. Anything else do you see here, David? No, no, I think you covered it. All, all right. right. Yeah, heading into our third game for the evening. Uh, we saw the Philadelphia 76ers fall to the Milwaukee Bucks 101 to 112. Tobias Harris in 37 minutes had 25 points on 10 to 23 shooting, contributing five three-pointers, seven rebounds, four assists, a steal, and a turnover. Al Horford in 33 minutes had 15 points on five of 17 shooting. Did contribute five three-pointers, also adding six rebounds, an assist, a steal, and a turnover. Joel Embiid in 32 minutes had 19 points on six of 26 shooting. Also struggled with his shot this evening, adding three three-pointers and going 4-7 from the free throw line. Also contributing 11 rebounds, six assists, a block, and two turnovers. Shake Milton in 23 minutes had eight points on three of six shooting, adding a three-pointer, four rebounds, three assists, a steal, and two turnovers. And then Ben Simmons had 41 minutes tonight for 11 points on five of six shooting, going one of four from the free throw line, unfortunately, but adding 14 rebounds, nine assists, two steals, a block, and four turnovers. Off the bench, Furkan Korkmaz in 28 minutes had 12 points on 4 of 12 shooting, adding two three-pointers, three rebounds, and an assist. Matisse Thibel had five points in 24 minutes, going two of three from the field, also adding a rebound, two steals, and two blocks. As far as Thibel and Korkmaz go, Korkmaz is more of your three-point specialist, while Matisse Thibel is more of a defensive uh, specialist, a steal specialist specifically. Um, ben Simmons has continued to play strong. Unfortunately, the free throws are all going to continue to be an issue for his fantasy game. Uh, you definitely like to see the minutes tonight from Al Horford and the production from him. Tobias Harris has been looking strong all season. And Joel Embiid struggled with the shots tonight, but definitely like the rebounds. Um, lack of defensive stats tonight, but still adding a block. So um, most of the fantasy value here on the 76ers is going to be contained in the starting lineup, even with the recent changes they've made to their team, um, the acquisition of Glenn Robinson III and the acquisition, acquisition of Alec Burks. Um, those assets are going to play out as more um, at more um, beneficial to the, uh, the 76ers in a real-life sense, in a fantasy sense. Um, I don't see those guys really having a spike in value or truthfully um, affecting too much of the value coming off the bench here for the 76ers because there isn't a whole lot of value here to begin with, and that's exactly why Ellen Brand went out and got two scores to kind of help re-solidify that bench. So 
Um, maybe look to one of those guys, maybe look to a Glenn Robinson the third, see how he integrates himself on the team. Could be a guy in a deeper setting for points specifically. Um, but outside of that, um, I think that that's pretty much going to round out the 76ers roster. Chris, any thoughts from you about the uh, 76ers? No, I think you pretty much covered it. I'm just happy to see Tobias Harris snapping out of that two-game funk he had in the past couple. And, um, oh, um, new, on the news front, I heard um, Josh Richardson might even make a comeback before the All-Star break. So we'll see how this um, bench shakes out between Shake Milton, Moss, and Thibault. And, oh, of course, the new pieces that's coming in with Glenn Robinson the third and Alex Burks. So definitely, him, uh, definitely a situation to monitor there. Now, moving on to the Milwaukee Bucks. We have Giannis with another monster game, 36 points on 13 of 25 shooting. With one three-pointer, he also pulled down 20 rebounds, has six assists, and a steal. Chris Middleton had 20 points on eight of 17 shooting, three three-pointers, seven rebounds, three assists, no defensive stats. Eric Bledsoe poured in 14 points on six of 14 shooting, had one three-pointer, eight rebounds, six assists, and two steals. Brooke Lopez didn't need to do too much scoring. Only had four points tonight. Didn't hit a three, but had two rebounds, two assists, and did his work on the defensive end with three blocks. Wesley Matthews played 31 minutes, had eight points on three or five shooting with two three-pointers, four rebounds, one assist, and a block. Coming off the bench, we have Dante DiVincenzo, with eight points on three of six shooting, had two three-pointers, seven rebounds, and a block. Robin Lopez played close to 20 minutes, had nine points, also hit two three-pointers. I didn't know Robin Lopez hits threes. And he pulled down three rebounds, had an assist, and, a, and two blocks. The rest of the Milwaukee bench not much to note there. Pat Connaughton poured in six points and Kyle Crover with five. Um, I think Milwaukee would pretty much know what who they are and who's going to contribute from a day-to-day basis. So um, I think it's pretty straightforward. As far as for um, fantasy value goes, on the wire, Dante DiVincenzo might still be around on some wires. So if you need just kind of steady back-end production, definitely give him a look. Anything you see here, Dave? No, Chris, I think you you covered it. All right, before we head into our final two games for the evening, definitely want to give a quick shout-out to my bookie, uh, the number one sports betting and wagering site definitely need to check that out if you're not familiar let me inform you head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality 
My bookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets, my bookie is exactly the place you want to go. Not only is it exactly the place you want to go, it's the only place you want to go. They've got everything. Football, basketball, soccer, every sport, they've got you covered. They've got the fastest payouts, the best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pool your bets together for a bigger payout. So let's say you have a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay wagers let you bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around, and you can bet on it. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000, a grand. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Who doesn't like free stuff, especially free money? I love free money. All you have to do is use our promo code today to activate the offer. Once again, that promo code today to get your extra cash for my bookie. My bookie. Bet, win, get paid. Oh, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention, if you're new to the sports wagering and betting world and you're looking for amazing need-to-know information on all the games on the card before you place your next wager at MyBookie, we've got you covered. Because we've always got you covered. We've got you back. Follow our very own betting info Twitter at HoopBallGaming. Once again, that Twitter is at HoopBallGaming. All the need-to-know info that you need to know in order for you to win big. Speaking of winning big, the proof is in the pudding, and we have proof right here. Chris, I heard you recently rattled off a vicious hot streak thanks to uh, thanks to our experts over here at Hootball Gaming. Can you tell me a little bit about all the money you won? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. It's time for me to brag about my 6-0 night last night. And... Well, <laughs> That's all thanks. That's all thanks to our experts at Hoopball Gaming. So last yes for yesterday's slate, Ira and Devin they both had the Atlanta Hawks covering a plus four and a half spread, and also the Boston covering a minus five point five spread against the Magic. Now I'll give you oh. Also to plug here is um, they also other than our Twitter account, Hoopball Gaming, we also have a podcast that's hosted by these wonderful gentlemen that's giving out advice for you to win money. So that is today in sports betting. That is the podcast you want to listen to if you want to learn all the. You want to hear all the info they have corralled to bring you the what their betting favorites are. So you can listen to them on a daily basis, and that's where I get my info from because I am new to this betting game, but I've been winning thanks to them. Now, back to what my... Bets were last night, so they gave it out. They gave out Atlanta, and the whole basis of Atlanta 
although Atlanta was the underdog against Minnesota, but it was all based on how bad Minnesota has been. And so I, both Ira and Devin said it's gonna, uh, Atlanta should cover the four and a half. And Ira even said they just might win outright. And he was right. Atlanta beat the Minnesota Timberwolves 127 to 120. And I put my bets on both the spread and the money line. So that's 2-0 and right there. And a healthy Boston was the favorite to cover against Orlando. And sure enough, they blew out the, the Orlando magic. So that minus 5.5 was an easy cover. So that's 3-0. and And Ira also gave out Memphis, who was going up against a Doncic-less Maverick as an underdog. So sure enough, Grizzlies covered their plus five and a half. And I also put money on them winning the game outright. So that's another two wins there for me. So that's five and oh. And outside of basketball, these guys are just lunatics on the betting front. They give out hockey picks. They give out college basketball picks. And so that's why the podcast is called Today in Sports Betting, because it's not just the NBA that they're looking at. They even gave out a wrestling pick for the Royal Rumble weeks back. So my final win was Ira's little two-game hockey parlay, and that wraps up my 6-0 six, six night, and wow, did that feel good. So if you want to get into this betting game, but you're a little afraid of it, you don't know who to bet on, definitely give these guys a follow, and definitely go listen to that podcast today in sports betting. All right, that's that's my rent. Man, I can't be more excited about that big win last night. <laughs> well, that is a well-deserved rant. I mean, who doesn't get excited about, you know, coming through on a couple big wagers? And when you come through on six of them, I mean, that's more than a good night. That's a, that's a great week, in my opinion. So uh, definitely, like I said, the proof is in the pudding. If you don't believe us before, believe us now. Chris was a winner, and you can be too. So definitely take a look. Give us a follow. Hootball Gaming, today in sports betting. We've got you covered here at the Hootball Network from all angles. All right. Heading into the last two games for the evening. We saw the San Antonio Spurs lose to the Portland Trailblazers, 117-125. to 125. DeMar DeRozan in 37 minutes had 21 points on 6 of 16 shooting. Also contributing seven rebounds, six assists, three steals, and a turnover. LaMarcus Aldridge in 36 minutes had 20 points on nine of 23 shooting, adding two three-pointers, eight rebounds, four assists, two steals, a block, and only one turnover. Trey Lyles in 33 minutes at the center position had 23 points on nine of 11 shooting, adding four three-pointers, 10 rebounds, two steals, no blocks, and no turnovers. Deontay Murray in 24 minutes had four points on one of seven shooting, really struggled tonight. Also adding four rebounds, five assists, and a steal. Bryn Forbes in 22 minutes had 11 points on three of six shooting, adding two three-pointers and assists and two turnovers. 
Derek White off of the bench in 23 minutes had 15 points on a four of eight shooting, going seven to seven from the free throw line, adding a rebound, three assists, and a block. Patty Mills in 21 minutes had 14 points on five of 10 shooting, also contributing two three pointers, two rebounds, and two assists. Rudy Gay in 14 minutes had four points on two of four shooting, adding a rebound, an assist, and a steal. Lonnie Walker had 12 minutes off of the bench for two points and not much else. And then Jacob Poitel in 11 minutes had three points, four rebounds, two assists, and no blocks, steals, or turnovers. Um, as far as the San Antonio Spurs go, uh, I guess really the only news would be there was a there was some conversation or at least discussion about the possibility of moving to Rosen prior to the deadline. Clearly, that did not happen. Um, he does have a player option heading into this summer, so it remains to be seen if he will stay with the San Antonio Spurs or become a restri- unrestricted free agent. Um, but that's a little bit further down the road, so I think we can continue to rely on DeRozan going forward. Um, since we made it past that trade deadline there, good to see LaMarcus Aldridge looking healthy back in the lineup, getting big minutes um, and, and doing well with them, even though he struggled with his shot mildly tonight, only going 9 of 23. Um, and then the minute share continues between Deontay Murray and Derek White, 24 and 23 minutes respectively. Derek White was the guy who was a little bit more productive tonight um, from a points perspective, and then from an extras perspective with Murray adding the four rebounds, five assists, and a steal. Um, he helped He helped a little bit in the peripheral category. So that's a quick rundown of the uh, Spurs. Any thoughts from you, Chris, on the uh, Spurs? No, I think you pretty much covered it. Yeah, that's, that's everything I can see from the Spurs side. Um, LaMarcus, although the bad shooting, but he did bounce back from like a seven-point game the last game going up against uh, that Lakers front court. So, yeah, look to look for him to continue to contribute. Now, jumping on to the Portland side, we have Damian Lillard leading all scoring with 26 points on 9 of 20 shooting at three three-pointers, two rebounds, 10 assists, no defensive stats. And we also had CJ McCollum pouring in 19 points from the other guard spot was 8 of 19 from the field, had two three-pointers, three rebounds, six assists, and also added a block. Carmelo Anthony had 20 points on 8 of 15 shooting, had four three-pointers, eight rebounds, four assists, no defensive stats. Trevor Ariza only had seven points tonight on two of eight shooting, Hit one from downtown, had six rebounds, one assist, and no defensive stats, which is a bit disappointing. Now, the man in the middle, Hassan Whiteside, has 17 points on 8 of 10 shooting, also yanked down 23 rebounds, had one assist, a steal, and four blocks to go with all of that. So contribution right across the board for the big man. Very good night for him. Off the bench, Gary Trent Jr. had 24 points on 6 of 7 shooting, all of them from downtown. The reason Portland won this game was Gary Trent Jr. The guy caught fire in the fourth quarter and just could not miss from downtown. And that's why they, that's how they got on a run and just never looked back. So that's a well-deserved 24 minutes. Anthony Simon 
also played 15 minutes off the bench, had 10 points on 4 or 7 shooting, 2 or 4 from downtown, had 1 rebound, 1 assist. The rest of the bench, not much to see there. We have Hazonia with 2 points, 3 rebounds, and a steal. And Caleb Swanigan added 6 points on and 4 rebounds. So um, on the Portland front, Damien has cooled off somewhat from that ridiculous hot streak he was on, but he's still good for 20 points and close to double-digit assists every night. So if you were lucky and if you were listening, and if you were able to pull off some kind of a sell-high trade, like a Lillard for James Harden sort of deal, boy, you're, you're lucky to have pulled that off. Because his value couldn't possibly be higher than what it was a week back when he was right in the middle of that hot streak. So now he's cooled off, but he's still going to be a first-round contributor. So keep riding him. Um, Carmelo Anthony was hot from downtown tonight. And he will continue to contribute in the points and rebound categories. And other than that, I think um, this is pretty much the Portland that we have gotten used to. Anything you want to add on the Portland side, Dave? Um, no, I think you covered it. Uh, definitely just kind of waiting to see what happens when Nurkic comes back. I know that he's targeting sometime after the All-Star break, so we'll see how that affects us on Whiteside's uh, rest of season outlook. But yeah, other than that, Chris, I think you hit it right on the head and nailed it, man. All right. All right. Heading into our final game of the night, we saw the Houston Rockets and their new pieces, new additions, beat the Los Angeles Lakers 121 to 111. Daniel House in the starting lineup, a small forward, got 27 minutes for 13 points on four of eight shooting, adding two three pointers, a rebound, three assists, a steal, a block, and a turnover. Eric Gordon in 29 minutes, 15 points on five of 10 shooting. Contributing five three-pointers, two rebounds, and assists, no steals and no turnovers. P.J. Tucker in 31 minutes at the center spot got 11 points on four of six shooting. Also adding three three-pointers, six rebounds, a turnover, and a block. Russell Westbrook in 37 minutes had 41 points on seven of 28 shooting. Adding a three-pointer, going six of eight from the free-throw line. Also adding eight rebounds, five assists a steal, and a whopping eight turnovers. Tarden in 35 minutes tonight had 14 points on 3 of 10 shooting, really struggled with the shot, only adding one three-pointer, going 7-7 seven seven from the free throw line, also adding seven rebounds, seven assists, two steals, and three turnovers. Off of the bench, Austin Rivers in 20 minutes had eight points on 3 of 7 shooting, adding two three-pointers, a rebound, and a steal. Ben McLemore had 16 minutes for five points on two of six shooting, adding a three-pointer, a rebound, no defensive stats, and no turnovers. And the line of the night, Robert Cummington, 29 minutes, 14 points on five and nine shooting, adding four three-pointers, also contributing eight rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks, and three turnovers. Um, Had the highest plus-minus of anyone on the team, Absolutely very, very impactful in his first game out. Um, definitely had some big plays late in the game. Had a block on Anthony Davis, actually. So really helped the Rockets 
hear this win here and we immediately see the uh, the trade moves of Daryl Morey uh, paying dividends here with uh, a win over um, what many of us assume to be a title favorite. And of course, this is just one game. Um, another thing of note is the fact that uh, Darren Collison was seen at the game tonight with Jeannie Buss, and there have been some rumors about him possibly being an addition to the Lakers roster. So we'll see how that materializes as these weeks um, kind of close out the month of February here. But as far as the Rockets are concerned, looking really strong. Uh, Robert Covington looking really, really strong, looking like he's going to be a seamless fit into the small ball lineup that they like rolling with. Um, so I'm assuming he will be winning the spot out over Eric Gordon in the starting lineup. But looks like House will probably be the other guy to start here. So definitely a guy who merits ownership. There was some consideration about just him being an outright cut with the addition of Covington. But I think he's definitely a guy who you're going to want to hold on to. So we'll definitely wait and see. Um, any thoughts from you, Chris, about the Houston side of the ball? Oh, you pretty much covered it. You, what you just said was music to my ears because I'm sweating bullets on Daniel House with the acquisition of Covington and with this line he put out tonight, proving to us that he, how how good a fit he is on this Houston team. I just hope Daniel House can hold on to that value. Like at the beginning of the season, he was producing at the top 40 clip and obviously he's not going to do that now but as long as he can hold on to some value uh that definitely a wait and see there so um sooner or later covington's going to move into that starting lineup but hopefully it will be gordon moving to the bench instead of house so yeah definitely keeping my fingers crossed for that now moving on to the la lakers side Anthony Davis had a huge night with 32 points on 66% shooting. Also pulled down 13 rebounds, had three assists, three steals, and three blocks. Now, this is exactly why, exactly the kind of line you will see when you're going up against P.J. Tucker as the opposing center. Daniel Anthony Davis was just beasting all over PJ Tucker. However, they did not win the game. So I digress. Now, LeBron James had 18 points on 8 of 19 shooting. It was a horrible 1 of 8 from downtown. But he did his damage with 9 boards and 15 assists. He also had 2 steals. Danny Green was a very efficient 5 of 7 from the field with 15 points, 3 of 4 from downtown, had 2 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 steals. Avery Bradley also poured in 15 points on 5 of 10 shooting, 3 triples, had 1 rebound, 4 assists. The starting center, JaVale McGee, played only 16 minutes, had 4 points, 5 rebounds, one assist, and one block. Now off the bench, we have Alex Caruso, who had who played almost 27 minutes, had 12 points on 4-7 shooting, added two three-pointers, four assists, and a steal. Contavious Kowal-Pope had four points in his 24 minutes of play, 
was only two of six from the field. Missed all four of his three-point attempts. Had one rebound and one assist. Kyle Kuzma played almost 20 minutes, but only had four points and six rebounds, plus a steal and assist to show for it. And the rest of the Laker bench, Rondo had 14, uh, two, two points in 14 minutes, added a single assist, and Dwight Howard played less than five minutes, but had five points and one rebound. And that's all on the Lakers' front. Like I was talking about, Anthony Davis going up against this small ball lineup, he, he was just beasting. And too bad they, they didn't have enough to pull out a win. I guess this is what this is exactly what Houston is shooting for, is this threes flying everywhere. Yeah, I think that's 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 about it from the Lakers side. Anything you wanna add there, David? No, uh, I think you covered it. Um, And yeah, like I said, um, there have been a lot of rumors about the possible acquisition of Darren Collison as far as the Lakers are concerned. He was definitely seen sitting courtside tonight with Jeannie Buss. um, Watching the game, um, Collison's comments after the game were pretty ambiguous as far as that's concerned. So it remains to be seen if he will actually end up playing this season um, so definitely it's something to keep your eye on. If he does end up on the Lakers roster, he's immediately a guy who is going to merit ownership, of course, um, because the Lakers desperately need another ball handler and playmaker. Um, so he would definitely be bolted in there for some immediate value. Um, but yeah, outside of that, like yeah. you said, locked it up. Um, and Anthony Davis absolutely feasted tonight. And, and to your point, I think Biggs will continue to feast against these small ball rockets going forward. Um, as versatile as their defensive lineups will be, um, and as much switching as they can present, I just don't think that they're ever really going to have an answer for a solid big down low. So definitely, um, definitely something to keep your eye on. And definitely what, uh, in your daily fantasy leagues, definitely going to want to roll with um, priority or premier big men against the Houston Rockets defense. Absolutely. Yeah, and All with right. the Lakers not making any moves at the trade deadline, they should be active with the buyout market so definitely keep an eye out on that see who they bring who they might bring in yeah absolutely absolutely to your point um i know that they were uh, i believe that jr smith has finally been yeah yeah, invited for invited for his workout so soon jr and lebron will be reunited once again oh sweet sweet magic sweet sweet jr gotta love him or you can hate him. Either way, he doesn't care. <laughs> All right. Um, well, Chris, you got any projects or anything coming up for uh, for Who Bowl this week? I know you were on the live show today. Anything else coming up from you this week? Uh, nothing, but something is uh, in, on the back burner. So we're working to it. Uh, we might do a bit of a facelift on the site front. Um, so for those of you that don't know, I'm the technical guy on the website front so yeah (laughs) that's mostly what i'm working on this podcast is my my sole contribution on the fantasy end (laughs) (laughs) hey that's all right it's a good one it's a good contribution so i guess tbd keep your eyes keep your eyes open for um 
for some site updates, some tweaks here from Chris uh, and all the awesome guys here at Hoopball. Uh, and as far as myself is concerned, tune in next week on Tuesday and Thursday to see me uh, attacking another box score breakdown here. Um, be with Chris, my main man Chris, on Thursday nights holding it down. And then I'm with the famous Hank Aaron on Tuesday evening. So tune in on any day of the week and give us a listen. We are always here ready for you to dive into all of your fantasy analysis. Um, for all of us here at Hootball, for myself, um, definitely want to thank everybody for tuning in. Definitely, once again, for anybody who's trying to get a quick little recap, get caught up on all of the deals going on with the trade deadline, take a peek over at Fantasy NBA Today for our uh, our recap show. Um, and also, for those of us who have a little bit more time or maybe, maybe an extended commute, um, go ahead and check us out on YouTube and Give us a listen. Of course, if you're driving, don't watch the videos on YouTube, but you can play them because um, all the information's there and it's a lot of fun. So definitely want to thank everybody for tuning in. Chris, thank you as always for helping me. Bit, oh, yeah, Chris, go ahead, man. So for those of you that really tight on time, I think Brewski had a trade deadline tracker article on the site that covers everything. So if you prefer prefer to take in your information via a reading medium, you can go to that as well. That's right. That's a great point. It's a great point for all of our more astute followers out there who really want to get that in-depth analysis, want to break out a highlighter, print off some paper, and really deep, uh, deep dive into the stats and the numbers here. Definitely take a peek. Uh, we got all the info for you covered in every wish away and direction. So once again, on behalf of myself and everybody here at Hootball, thank you guys so much for tuning in once again to another box score breakdown on Thursday evening. I am David Bracey. Catch me on Twitter at DFB underscore three. Chris, where can the people find you? And find me on Twitter as well at CmanUBC. I'll spell it out for you. So that's C-M-A-N-U-B-C. So definitely give me a follow. I'll be happy to answer any of your questions. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, all my fellow footballers. We'll see you next time. Good night. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.